Hi and welcome, and that is not me. <laughs> I was a little surprised. <laughs> yeah. To another episode of Fitness and Friends, I am your humble host, Dr. Bob Ruano. Today on the show, we're talking with Dr. Lauren Adkins of Gainesville Wellness and Performance. She's a doctor of physical therapy, has been practicing here in Gainesville area for the past 10 years. She's also helped me out in a bind or two in, in recent years with her unique ability to evaluate and prescribe a corrective course of treatment to most effectively and efficiently resolve pain and movement issues. That's why she's my go-to for my patients who need more directive care for their musculoskeletal pain. Today we're going to talk about how physical therapy and chiropractic actually go hand in hand or in a wicked combination when it comes to overcoming injuries with positive and long-term outcomes. Without further ado... Dr. Lauren. Thank What's you. happening, Doc? Thank you, Dr. Bob. Hey, welcome to the studios. I know this is not your first time to, uh, to Ilio's uh, Playhouse. Yes, uh, yes. You're here with uh, Celebrate Primary Care uh, several months ago. Well, yeah. maybe last year sometime. Yeah, huh? yeah last year. Yeah, time flies, fun. man. It does fly. And I feel like even quicker recently. It's uh, like well, it, you know, you, you've heard the expression that, that life is like a roll of toilet paper. And the yeah. closer to the end you get, the faster it goes. Perfect. So Thank sad. you. Yeah. <laughs> and here's your intro. intro. Yes. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, physical therapist, yes. 10 plus years, actually. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, give us a little background on you. Where'd you go to school? How'd you get into this stuff? In the yeah. Beginning? So how I got into physical therapy is I got hurt. I think that that mm -hmm. happens with a lot of people. For sure. So I went to, he's actually passed away now, but uh, orthopedic doctor in town when I was playing volleyball yeah. growing up, Dr. Waters. And he sent me oh, I remember the name. to physical therapy. I played volleyball with his girls. And so he sent me to PT and I was yeah. like, wow, you know, I knew I wanted to do something in medicine. This yeah. looks pretty cool. And yeah. so continued to investigate it and went down that path, went to UF, went to University of St. Augustine for PT school. And then after that, got my um, manual therapy certification. And then I'm board certified in orthopedics as well. So oh, terrific. Yeah, terrific. just kind of kept diving into that orthopedic rabbit hole. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know uh, several PTs. I know uh, sort of the... Uh, the, th the thinking is, well, well P PTs and chiros, they, they yeah. can't see eye to eye. But yeah. I think that's more of a, like a turf war. Um, would you say it's more of a, a matter of um, scarce? I think scarcity. it's a scarcity mindset. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, no matter what profession, mm -hmm. people get worried that there's not enough to go around. Mm -hmm. And Gainesville is a very athletic, active population. Oh, it is. And there are plenty of people, not to sound bad, but there are plenty of people getting hurt. Yeah. So, <laughs> In a good way. That it, means they're out there doing they're things. They're doing things, yeah. exactly. And I think the other piece of it, and something that really applies to you and I's practice, mm -hmm. is there's preventative care yeah. as well. And so you and I see a lot of people that want to stay active, yeah. but they see things aren't working as well. And right. so they'll say, hey, you know, I, I did an eval this week on a nurse. Um, who works out and does CrossFit as yeah. well. So two physically demanding jobs. Right. And she was like, there's nothing hurting yet, but there's something off in yeah. my shoulder and my elbow. They're, yeah, they're more acutely aware, like mm, if, if something is not operating uh, as they believe yeah. it should be. And, yeah. um, and yeah. most of the time they're correct. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that's different in our generation and even more so younger generations of, mm -hmm. I don't have to be hurt to seek an expert. Right. And whether that's mental health, whether it's Cairo, PT, mm -hmm. just trying to optimize their body and their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's it. I think, you know, we talk about health insurance or mm -hmm. um, it's, we, we're, we're trying to change the narrative because yes. health insurance is not for your health. It's to 
it's sick insurance, yeah. if yes. you will. Yes. Uh, and you know, and oftentimes, particularly when we're talking about third-party payers, we, we won't go down that rabbit hole. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, too inside baseball. But um, they they don't um, they don't want to acknowledge you know preventative care, preventative right. maintenance right. as a, a a payable or a billable yeah. code or yeah. therapy or whatever. Right. Uh, so, but but uh, again, I, I think now, particularly you know with with, with COVID, and I think kind of bringing our our own health to the front and center, like we recognize, you know what, yeah, we need to take care of this now before it becomes an issue. Absolutely. We, we, uh, you know, in chiropractic, maybe they do this in physical therapy as well, they'll use the analogy of, uh, say you're driving your car and the check Mm -hmm. engine light comes on. Yeah. Well, you can either actually go to somebody and have them check your engine to get rid of that check engine light, or you can put a piece of tape over the check engine light. That's kind of like the masking of the symptom, right? Exactly. Mask the symptom. You don't feel it. Everything's fine until things really break down and you have a full-on blowout. Yeah. And I think circling back to that insurance model Mm. and the question we get a lot is why don't you take insurance? Yeah. And it's because we want to be able to provide one-on-one patient care Mm -hmm. where you're with the same therapist every single time you come in. You don't get handed off to a student. You don't get handed off to a tech. You're with that person, your whole rehab journey. And it's funny the things we have to do research on in healthcare, but there's research studies showing if you're with the same provider each time you come in, you get better faster. No, it makes complete sense. It makes complete you're, you're sense. You're not picking up and you understand mm-hmm. where the baselines were yeah. and are and, yeah. and what the end goal is. Yeah. Uh, more than just uh, you know, looking at a, a soap note from the previous practitioner exactly. and, trying to, and trying to build upon that. It's, exactly. it's going to make it tough. Well, and the other thing that, you know, with insurance-based practices, you come in and you come in for your elbow. And mm. insurance says, okay, well, you can look at Bob's elbow yeah. and that's it. And it's like, okay, well, it's not coming from Bob's elbow. It's coming from the fact that his scapula isn't stabilized on his rib cage, so his elbow isn't functioning off of a stable base, mm-hmm. but they don't want to pay to look up the chain. Yeah. Or patients that we see, and I'm sure you see this all the time, where it's like, my low back hurts. Well, you have a relative leg length discrepancy because your arch has dropped. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's... But that's not right. really your back. It's the same thing with the check engine light, right? You know, the tire alignment is off, and so that's affecting something else along the for chain. For sure. And, and I think uh, and, and the insurance company knows here we are talking about insurance. Yes, yes. It's the most boring subject yeah, on the face the of the earth. But uh, <laughs> what I have found was uh, they, uh, the, the actuaries, they know that they can, if they just raise the copay, then... Uh, uh, and, and really, that's what, what, what our cash rate is. What most people's copays are. Yes. yes. Uh, so, and, yes. and you know, we'll bill it out for them, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we don't worry about whether there's any additional reimbursement or not. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Right. Um, so anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yes, and, that, and that's why you know I, I like um, I like working with you. you know, you've helped me out of a couple of different uh, binds yeah. over the years, yeah. uh, and most recently was with my lat tendon yes. tear. Yes. So a, a pretty significant tear of my lat, which attaches to the to the arm bone, mm. and uh, and you use this uh, this particular therapy, um, soft, soft wave, w- yeah. soft wave, yeah. So, so describe what that is, because yeah. I, I get asked about it. I'm like, ah, it's kind of like a like a air thumper wavy kind of thing. <laughs> 
So what it's doing is it's using sound waves and it's using sound waves to disrupt tissue. So what that tissue, what, what the technology started with was lithotripsy. So when you're going in and you're trying to break up kidney stones right. with sound waves. Okay. So they take that same technology and the lithotripsy is a focused and this is an unfocused head. So it disperses it a little bit more. Okay. And it's causing a slight disruption in the tissue. What that does is it brings uh, uh, in... Explain. Oh, yeah, what, yeah. Is it, what does that mean? Disruption. So it's starting the inflammatory process, right. which sounds scary because we're like, ooh, inflammation. Well, that's it. Inflammation gets a bad rap, but yes. I, I tell patients, but that's how your body heals. It's yes. only when that inflammation gets congested and creates swelling mm -hmm. that it creates pain. Yes. So yes. we don't want to eliminate it. Right, exactly. And that's because it's the beginning of that healing process. Right. And so it's inviting into that tissue fibroblasts, which mm -hmm. are the little guys that lay down collagen, mm -hmm. and that's gonna help healing. Yeah. It's also bringing in our trash people of yeah. the human body, right. which are our microphages, like right? Sick. They're coming in and they're eating up all that cellular debris yeah. and helping to clean up the tissue and allow it to heal more. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, the, the quick For version sure. of what yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, I had, um, <clears throat> A previous injury, um, a PRP, and I yeah. think that was kind of kind of based on that same model. Yes. Is that right? Same model, um, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, both I, I found very effective. Yeah, um, yeah. That one was less painful, took less time. Yeah, uh, and with it's the sound wave. a little cheaper. Yeah, the the, yeah. the the sound wave is cheaper than the PRP, yeah. so that can be helpful for people as well. And what what type of cases? Like mine was a you know mine have all been tendon tears, mm -hmm. tendon mm -hmm. issues. But what other type of things does, does that work with? So plantar fasciitis, something that has poor <clears throat> blood flow, yeah. is something that's good. Yeah. Um, osteoarthritis is another one. So a lot of knee arthritis is what we've been treating. How about uh, how about like uh, disc disc stuff? Disc stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. So I would also say when you're looking at one, we know the disc is vascularized, so it has the capability to have some healing in it, right. but also the nerve that's irritated outside of yeah. that disc. That's yeah. a good place to get to. Okay. And to kind of go into decompression, yeah. it's a great treatment together, right? Yeah. Because if we're taking that pressure off of the nerve root right. through decompression, and then that nerve that's still angry, mm -hmm. and we do soft wave on that, and that's helping to improve healing in that area those yeah. two things work really well together excellent so yeah you mentioned decompression that's mm -hmm. uh, you know mm -hmm. a, a therapy that, that we do in our office and you know we had you know traction's been around forever yeah uh and an inversion and uh, you know both of those in decompression they all have the same goal in mind and that's to reduce interdiscal pressure the pressure inside that disc think of our disc having like a, a tire pressure a psi if you will and if we can reduce the pressure inside that disc then to a certain point we can begin to create a vacuum state mm -hmm. however um, you know within with traction and inversion again and i recommend both of those um, there's a right way and a wrong way i mean how many patients have you had that have gotten inversion tables and they're like oh the thing it hurts my back because yeah. they go all the way upside down yes. and they're eliciting that deep tendon reflex creating more pressure and then it, it ends up in a garage sale somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And I usually tell them, it's funny, because I usually tell them don't use the inversion table because mm -hmm. exactly what you said, they yeah. overdo it. Always. And what you do is more specific. And that's the way I try to explain it. Well, yeah, well, uh, the, you know, the, the difference is it works with that, 
that deep tendon reflex. So as we're stretching, eventually your body's going to sense that stretch and react by tightening up. Yeah. Uh, but the system has a, a built-in you know, recognition system. As it pulls, as soon as it feels resistance, it stops. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels continuous while you're on there, but in actuality, um, which is, all it's doing is this constant give and take, give and take, give and take. Yeah. And as a result, we can create a vacuum state in that disc to, to touch on what you were saying about increasing circulation to the disc, because um, that's key. Because you know, without oxygen nutrient carried in the circulatory system, nothing heals. Exactly. Right. And exactly. so, if we can force feed that disc circulation, well, now that crack or tear, which allowed the disc to herniate to begin with, can seal up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have, yeah, a, a better, you know, uh, a, a better prognosis for that particular case. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did, uh, that I asked you about, uh, you know, its effects on discs. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, we could affect that deeply. So that's good to know. And some of our co-treats that we've had recently was, you know, one patient that we sent over to you, CrossFit athlete, that she wasn't able to do any hinging. And Mm -hmm. so we were doing well in those beginning stages of rehab of saying, okay, we're going to take time to what is intra-abdominal pressure? Let's learn what subtle bracing is. Let's learn how to stabilize the core and the pelvis. And then we got her off of the table and we were having a hard time initiating squatting and hinging because yeah. neural tension was bothering her. Right. So adding in some decompression and then it was like, okay, now we can start to add in some of that hinging yeah. and squatting and now she's back to working that, off. That's awesome. The little bird has flown the cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always nice to graduate them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, people seem surprised when I say, okay, if you, you, we graduate you today. Yeah. You don't have to come back? Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to come back. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you start to get into a bind again, then we're here. It's as simple as that. But I think I there's a lot of, there, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, again, misconceptions like, well, if you go to physical therapy, it's three times a week for three months, and yeah. or same thing with chiropractic. And um, it's just, again, these are just kind of old ways of thinking and maybe old ways of treating too. Yeah. yeah, and that was something you and I have talked about where people don't have to have a referral to come to PT. Yeah. So a lot of times, like an example of you sending a patient over to us mm-hmm. and then what we call them is the repeat offenders, right? They, mm-hmm. one thing happened and then another yeah. thing happened <laughs> and... Um, so they come back in and they're like, oh, I didn't have a referral from Dr. Bob. That's okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. what we do is we write up the eval, we send it over to your office. Now, you know, that they're doing physical therapy with us, yes. you sign it and then legally they can continue care. Yeah. So that's a nice way to kind of keep things going when people either stop doing their exercises and the pain comes back yeah. or they're doing fine with that issue, but now there's a new thing. Yeah. You know, uh, talking about that particular athlete and really uh, a lot of athletes in general that you work with. Um, and, and I was, uh, you know, I had the same mentality too. Like just you take a hammer to everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you know, if you get uh, a, uh, you know, back pain, okay, you need to strengthen your back. You've got a shoulder issue. Oh, you got to make your shoulder stronger. Um, but that's not always the case. And I, and I'm learning more and more um, what you do. And I think just, the, the title physical therapy, it, it does it almost uh, um, an injustice because yeah. um, like we were talking about, it's, it's a lot more neurological therapy yeah. than it is physical therapy. And that's one thing I try to explain to patients from mm-hmm. the get-go because when they come in, we're doing muscle tests and we're doing all of these things, but really the stuff that matters is those functional tests. Mm-hmm. What does a single leg sit to stand look like? Because yeah. on the table, your hips could look like they're strong, but then your knee is dropping in. Mm-hmm. So that's that neuro re-ed piece of yeah. we need to connect your brain For sure. to your hip to <clears> control <throat> your knee to stop that dropping in mm-hmm. to stop the knee pain or the ankle pain or whatever that pain response is. Right. I had, uh, um, I think I first kind of recognized 
the, the, the value of this. Um, I had this, this patient, he, uh, he taught um, the hand-to-hand combat with the, uh, the, the police academies. Mm-hmm. And we, we worked with him. He had a bad, a bad disc, and uh, he, he went through the, the program. He did great. And uh, one day he came back for a, a follow-up. And I'm sitting in my office, and I can look out and see the parking lot. And then, you know, anytime you see a police car pull up in your parking lot, it uh, it, it garners your attention. Who's like, coming what? for me? Oh, okay. It's, uh, it's John. and uh, so I watched the way he got out of his car. It was very deliberate and mm-hmm. slow. I was like, oh, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So he came into the office. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he came into the office, and I uh, said, uh, Johnny, how how are you doing? He's like, I'm doing great. You know, we're back to uh, training full time and and teaching at the academy. And I was like, oh, I said, well, I just saw the way you got out of the car, and it was like very. It looked like you were hurt. He's like, he thought about it. He's like, oh, you, you know. He's like, I guess I just do that because when he was hurting, he's a tall guy. When they get into the cruisers with with all the the guns and all the computers they have in there, uh, he said it was just always a very painful process getting in and out. He was so I just take my time. I'm like, nobody, you're better. You. You got to yeah. learn to move, yeah. and that's the neurological component. Like mm-hmm. um, being able to flow again and not be super guarded and protective. Because meanwhile, he gets out of the car, and then he's just rolling and throwing and doing jujitsu with people right. with right. without a problem. So, right. um, you know, when when I you know do talk with patients about like exercises like bird dogs and side planks and bridges, um, I said, listen. It seems very rudimentary, but don't think of it as a physical exercise. Not, it's not meant to break a sweat. It's meant to wake up the muscles that are already there, yeah. you know, but they've just gone to sleep, you know, for, as you were dealing with this injury. But now that the injury is better, we got to wake them back up again. Otherwise, you're going to get to the same thing yep. uh, all over again. So right. I, I liken it to uh, if you've ever uh, had a job where you, you know, drive to work and drive home and you've done that over and over again, hundreds mm-hmm. or thousands of times. There are some days you can drive home, pull into your driveway and say, you know, I don't even remember driving home because yeah. it, it becomes so yeah. um, uh, unconsciously competent in doing so. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, same goes for, for, for those muscles. We want to do those exercises to create that pathway. So now when you go to pick up a shoe or, or brush your teeth, they automatically turn on. You don't have to think about it anymore. Right, exactly. That's the big part of neuroread. Yeah. And, and the other thing we've even seen in the data is they did a longitudinal study on lumbar spine patients. Mm-hmm. And people that did not have specific re-education of the multifidi, so these little muscles yeah. for everybody else that don't know, the little muscles around our spine, yeah. they atrophied and they turned to fat. And it was at localized levels. So if yeah. someone had an L4, L5 fusion, yeah. they had atrophy of the multifidi in that segment and sometimes a little bit above and beyond. Yeah. And it's like, that's incredible that we're not sending these people to have this re-education process take place. I, I've often wondered that. You have a knee surgery, you're getting PT immediately. Yeah. Shoulder, same thing. But yeah. spine, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that falls on PTs. That -hmm. means we've done a bad job of educating. Uh Right. I mean, the only person you can look at is yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we have to get out there and do a better job of educating that this is something that needs to happen postoperatively or post car accident or whatever the trauma is. Yeah. Um, Even diving down the pelvic health realm. It's like post baby. Why in Europe? You know, in France, why does every woman get six weeks of postpartum physical therapy care? Oh, I didn't know that. We don't hear. Yeah. We should. Right. That's, I mean, it, 
felt like trauma for me. Mm. I'm very happy, but <laughs> felt like Eleanor is amazing. But yeah. if anyone knows my husband, he is a big dude and that was a big baby. Yeah. That's you should ask your partner what their birth weight was before you get pregnant. Good to know. Tip. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That's a hot tip. That's a pro tip. Because my husband was a 12 pound baby and I didn't know that until I was already pregnant. I didn't know they made 12 pound babies. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so um, now uh, over at uh, oh, Gainesville Wellness and Performance, yes. by the way, yeah. is the, the name of uh, Dr. Warren's practice. Yeah. Uh, now, you guys just expanded now. We did. We did. We just expanded. So we were in Suite A of the building that we're in. So that still exists. So That's you guys all have, the gym. You guys have physical therapy. Acupuncture. Acupuncture. Personal massage, training. Personal training. Yep. So we have the, the gym facility. <clears throat> that um, was our previous space is now all just personal training. Yeah. And then next door we have physical therapy, we have massage therapy, acupuncture, um, and we're gonna be introducing some occupational therapy as well as some hand therapy That's great. coming That's up in next year. Really nice facility too. Thank you guys you. did a great job with that. But, and also too, uh, you know, all the at least the the, the trainers obviously I know your husband yes. and, and the other Jason yes. right we always yes. got the other the Jasons, um, yes. I mean very sharp uh, like one on one you know experts at you know not only kind of the the personal training side but uh, athletic performance side too yeah and I think that's something you and I see a lot in our practices but it's a gap that does not get bridged well mm -hmm. uh, many times where so many people they do the bridges and they do the what we think of as pt right and then they stop yeah and then they get re-injured and what we try to do is bridge that into okay so we've gotten you back to pain free mm -hmm. and basic function but now we need to get you back to sport right because specific sport technique is super different where yeah. For some of our baseball players, you know, these pitchers, they have 120 plus degrees of external rotation. That's, that's crazy. not normal. Right. But that's what they need for their job. Yeah. And so we want to strengthen in those range, mm -hmm. those ranges. And we want to strengthen at higher velocities. Because yeah. if you're a pitcher, you're not doing banded external rotations like this. Yeah. If you want to keep your job, you got to throw fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go fast. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's, um, yeah. It, Kind of, kind of bringing it back to me. I like to make it all about me, uh, yes. but I've, I've had about you know a lot of different athletic. If there's an injury, an athletic injury, I've had it, <laughs> uh, and, and including uh, an Achilles tendon rupture. That was kind of like my first major. Well, my first major was ACL and then meniscus, but then the, the Achilles was really that hit home for me. And that's a more difficult one to come back from than the ACL. Many athletes yeah. don't return to the same performance. Yeah, well, this guy, I, I, I'm not smart enough to know better. But I, so um, so work. I had I had surgery, and um, and I um, I did my physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Shara Fraser, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, 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 no so sure. it was great. Yeah, and uh, and it worked with her for a while. It, you know, it, you know, pain wise, function wise, everything came back. But I ran into her probably two years after the fact, and uh, she asked how I was doing. I'm like, oh, doing great. I think it was like in Publix or something. And I said, but I asked her. I said, but when is my calf muscle ever going to come back? And she kind of looked at me funny, and she's like. Let me see. So she had me walk down the aisle and then away from her and then uh, walk back uh. to her. She's like, oh, well, as soon as you start walking normally again. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, apparently, because of that three-month hiatus of walking mm -hmm. um, and then the neurological or the mental fear of pain in the Achilles, I stopped towing off yeah. 
and I simply stopped, started lifting and placing, lifting and placing. So I'd have toe off, lift to place, toe off, lift. And that calf muscle, as dense as it is, will never come back. You can, I don't care how many calf raises you're doing. Yeah. Unless you're walking normally, it's, it's not going to return. Exactly. So uh, exactly. It's, it's been a while. I'm still not perfect with it. But, um, you know, that was an aha moment for me uh, with, with, uh, with the way I care for mm -hmm. patients. I'm like, you know, when, you know, from a chiropractic perspective, right? right? You know, I think a lot of people are under the impression we try to line up it up nice and straight. And but the, the at the end of the day, everyone has twists and turns in their back, and they function perfectly fine. So it's really more about how those joints are articulating. And mm -hmm. so the only time we'd ever adjust somebody's, um, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, is if one, of the, one or more of those joints gets stuck, because then the one above it or below it has to do more work, and yeah. so the inflammatory action and so Makes on. Makes sense, yeah. So anyway, so I got to thinking, you know, if somebody's had a, a low back issue, uh, and and then, then you get them f freed and moving again and even pain-free, still doesn't mean that they're functionally moving Using the way they're supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. And so, again, that kind of goes back to what we are talking about, neurologically training those muscles to to, uh, to function like an order. Like you have some sort of ordering or something that, that uh, you were telling me about. That. Yeah. Well, and it's – so I have a case of a doctor – primary care doctor just <coughs> sent someone over to us who had had PT before mm -hmm. and she never got better. Mm -hmm. And so then she came to see me and it took some convincing for yeah. her to come in, understandably so, because right. she didn't have a great experience and right. PT in the past. And she was like, wow, no one really watched me move mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Because watching her with thoracic issues, she's not, like you said, she's not using her thoracic spine at all. Yeah. So it was like, okay, rotate to the right for me. And she was like this, like it was all shoulder, yeah. no thoracic, rib cage, nothing mm -hmm. moving. And she's guarding it and she's protecting it. Yeah. And so we went down that path of putting her in front of the mirror and saying, your body is doing this because it's smart mm -hmm. and it knows it was hurt. Yeah. And it, but if we don't ever start moving it again, it's going to keep being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, whoa, I didn't see that I wasn't moving. Right. And and so every exercise we do right now, she sits in front of the mirror at home and does it because she's relearning how to use her body. Yeah. But well, a lot of practice, does, they don't allow that. They get five minutes with a patient. Well, I'll, I'll get that. Like, you know, the, the way I practice, like at least I've gotten rid of, you know, we don't do massage. We don't do physical therapy. I, we yeah. do... We do chiropractic. Yeah. That, that's all I do because I have great resources who do physical therapy and who do massage, yeah. and um, and so you know when I recommend it, they're like, oh no, I, I tried that. I'm like, mm. and they'll tell me where. I'm like, no, nah, they really haven't. Uh, I said, but if and, and I tell them, I said, listen, if you're um, if you, if you're self directed, um, you know, Dr. Lauren will she'll figure out what you need to do so you're not wasting a lot of time. You know, let's, let's make it very, like I said in the intro, very, very effective and very efficient. Okay, so um, you know, if you can do the things that you're, you don't have to show up three times a week if you are willing to put in the work outside. Okay, and she'll keep tabs on you though, uh, and make sure that you're, you know, progressing correctly because otherwise you're just spinning wheels. And so, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But yeah, wow. that's. It's a, I think it's a big difference in both of our practices is mm -hmm. we've created a practice that we can take the time yeah. with the patient yeah. and ask them questions and watch them move and see how their body responds to treatment. Okay, let's try this. And then, I mean, when I've come to see you, it's like, do the adjustment. Okay, move again. What mm -hmm. does it feel like? Yeah. Oh, it feels better. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. Uh, at least it's, it is. It's very, um, 
I love the, my, you know, the model that I have right now, and I love having uh, the resources too uh, to, uh, to kind of, yeah, co-treat. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always, always nice. Like I, I, I did, you know, I hear about your new facility. I'm like, gosh, that would be awesome to have all, uh, you know, all, those, all those tools around for sure. Yeah, it's, it's super <laughs> helpful. And I mean, that's something that's been amazing for me with having acupuncture as a resource mm-hmm. is I have a patient that getting some of the glutes to quiet down and getting other parts of the glutes to fire which is we're still having trouble doing that and yeah. she was a post-surgical case and so i'm like there's some restrictions in there and I, the acupuncture has been such a nice caveat because yeah. now we can get some needles in there and get that tissue to wake up get yeah. it to fire and so what we did this week was the patient had acupuncture and then she did pt because ah, everything was already awake yeah yeah, nothing like sticking a needle to a muscle gets woken up. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I again, I, um, I refer for acupuncture as well, and uh, I almost I feel bad because the cases that I refer to acupuncture are the ones that you know the internists have already evaluated. They've had all kinds of tests done, and I've done what I can do, yeah. and uh, I, I kind of think of that as like the. Uh, the, the, that's the end of the line right there. Yeah. I said, you got to try it. I said, I don't know exactly what they do or exactly why it works. I just know it's been around longer than anything else has. And it's some crazy voodoo stuff, but it works. They like it. They <laughs> like it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, the practitioner in your practice, uh, she like the, uh, the dry needling or the, the muscle stim? So she does do some of that. Now, she doesn't call it dry needling. What is dry needling? So I, Dry needling is when you're putting a needle, and I'm going to have to take the grace of anybody that if I'm not saying this perfectly, (laughs) but um, you're taking a needle and you're putting it into a muscle either to try to decrease tone most of the time with dry needling. So if something that's in that kind of hypertonic, spastic state, you're trying to get it to quiet down. So that's something that we've used co-treats with different practitioners for acupuncture to try to get some of those muscles to quiet down Mm -hmm. and then using needles to try to help ramp up other muscles. And I mean, to me, the beautiful thing about acupuncture, just from my personal experiences with it, is treating the whole person. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, well, your hip is bothering you, but your kid woke you up three times last night and you're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. And another provider's on vacation, so you're getting in extra early. So just looking at the what we try to do as yeah. well, look at the whole person. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you, you're, descri- you're describing your practice. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, that, yeah. uh, uh, like you said, it's, it's, you know, just because the pain is at a particular site doesn't mean that's the source. Right. Uh, right. And I, I think we, you know, we've gotten, you know, particularly our healthcare model has gotten such um, sort of a specialty uh, you know, vibe to it now. Yeah. Like, oh, you got an elbow, you got to go to this doctor. Oh, that's a toe, you're over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't get? Why is uh, uh, you know talking about health insurance again? Yeah. Why 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 is vision and dental why are they like their own thing? Right. Why, why does your health insurance recognize that your eyes and your mouth are all part of the same human unit? Well, I joke with my friend that's a dentist. I'm like, you have done a really good job of marketing and creating an expectation from the patient. That it's going to be expensive when somebody goes to a dentist, right? <laughs> That's like a great point. nobody's upset. Uh, well, maybe they know. Upset, I'm going to a dentist. I need to take right, a home mortgage. Like, oh, this is going to be yeah. a little much, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a so, HELOC time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but I think we haven't done that as 
as well as PTs of saying like, hey, we are whole body care. We are whole person care. Yeah. And it's just something I hope that we continue to get better at. Mm-hmm. But I think overall we haven't done a great job on that education. Well, you, you know, unfortunately for us, we're in a, a, a really good health conscious market. And um, being uh, in Gainesville is a different market. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, uh, you're talking with with Marcus at Stretch Zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he said. He said, uh, you know, they've got like 150 Stretch Zones around the country. They've just opened up what a month or two ago. Yeah. He said like they're the fourth busiest um, Stretch Zone. Yeah, uh, yeah in, in the country. He's uh, in in one of the smaller markets too. Yeah. Gainesville's not a big market. No, uh, but, but it's a lot of health conscious mm-hmm. people here mm-hmm. and people that are willing to spend to keep moving. Yeah. Where it's like, I know you and I were like, what do I need to do to keep this machine mm-hmm. functioning at an optimal? Yeah. Um, we, uh, if Farrah and I, were, you know, our, our moms right now, they're, they're, uh, they're on the mend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mother-in-law you know, broke a femur and mm-hmm. now, she, you know, but in, in her, actually Farrah's working with her on getting her strong. Just in the garage, comes over. and Love it. She, you know, she did her physical therapy afterward, but yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah. Medicare has a hard line yep. and then cut it off. Yep. And so, uh, so now she's working with her and my mom's jumping in as well. That's uh, great. Yeah. I, I, she's dealing with breast cancer. So wow. we're, we're getting both of them kind of up and at it, but, um, you know, they didn't have the information that we have mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. you know, kind of creating a, a durable physical body. Um, so as we do get, you know, on in life, um, right. you know, we can, we can handle some of the, uh, some of the falls and, yes. you know, balance issues and these type of things. It's true. And I mean, looking at cancer patients, a lot of lack of education on just continuing to move yeah. is so important. I remember I dove into the, some of that research when my dad was going through chemo mm-hmm. and it's like, no, we do need to keep you moving. Yeah. We're not trying to PR, but we're just right. trying to keep it's you hard moving It's hard because that day. stuff, is, it's, it's, it drains. I, I can't yeah. imagine, but I, I, you know, from, from her feedback, it just completely drains you for days on end and no appetite, no energy. But yeah, yeah. So you just really got to kind of find the will to, yeah. you know, just keep moving. And just a little bit at a time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Little well, bit. Doc, thank you very much for joining us here today. <laughs> yes. This and uh, so t- tell folks, like I said, they don't, you don't need a, a direct access to you. Yep. Um, what's the best way to get a hold of you and your practice? So you can email info at gwpfit.com. Um, you can call us at 352-275-9694. Or you can email me directly at lauren at gwpfit.com. Any of those ways. Fantastic. And uh, like, like I said, um, you know, I, I kind of you know, a, I like my role is I, I feel like the quarterback. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy when, when patients come back and like, oh, yeah, but, you know, not only am I, you know, out of pain, but now I'm, you know, I'm running that half marathon that uh, I've always wanted to do and like getting back to like full physical uh, self. It's, uh, it's, it's great to see. So appreciate you helping them out so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. And uh, yeah, if you continue to struggle with some sort of nagging ache or pain and just, uh, or feel limited in some of your abilities, you know, there might be some answers out there that, uh, that don't involve a, a needle or a scalpel or a pill. And uh, give us a call. We'll check that out. Yes. Hope you guys have a great week. See you now. Thank you.